Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz guitarist, composer, and arranger, Randy Napoleon. He talked to us about his 2019 CD called Common Tones. This Ann Arbor, Michigan native is known as a forward-thinking musician with a passion for the jazz tradition and spent some quality years touring with the legendary singer and pianist Freddie Cole. He is a composer and arranger for singers, big bands, and small combos and has performed on The Tonight Show, Late Night with David Letterman, The View, The Today Show, and The Ellen DeGeneres Show. Guitarist George Benson calls him sensational, so please get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. Okay, Randy, thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So talk to me a little bit about your latest CD, 2019's Common Tones. Give me an idea of what your artistic vision for this project was. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in early middle age now, and I've been on the scene for, well, I've been touring for 20 years now. I started in 1999. And, you know, as is typical, you spend the early parts of your career as the youngest person on the bandstand. And then gradually, you find that that is not always the case. Um, so common tones is a, a musical term that describes uh, the, you know, kind of common notes between two chords. And uh, on, on this one, I was thinking a lot about some of my teachers and mentors and the, the musical advice that they passed down to me and thinking about my students. So the, the record it was actually split up into two sessions, and the first half of it is with uh, some of my former students who are now, you know, kind of all on the international scene traveling and playing. And uh, the second half is with my colleagues at Michigan State, uh, the professors, kind of the older guard. Um, and, you know, we play some of my music that is inspired and informed from the younger generation, as well as my teachers. And we played uh, a couple compositions from two kind of of our masters that are no longer with us, um, who influenced all of us from the Greater Detroit uh, musical community, trumpeter Lewis Smith and uh, tenor player Donald Walden. Talk to me a little bit about mentors and some of the advice that's really glowed through after all these years for you. Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, Donald Walden and Lewis Smith were, were both kind of the highest level musicians and, and people that I've ever known. And they were very different kind of personalities um, and, and musicians too. The thing that, that I got from Lewis Smith, Lewis was um, extremely professional, extremely dignified, and very kind of straight to the point. There was there was nothing nickel about the musical advice he would give me. You know, I would ask him, I'd say, you know, when you were when you were playing with, you know, Cannonball Adderley or Horace Silver, you know, how did you how did you get all those fast tempos happening like that? And he said, Well, I practice technique for, you know, four hours every day. And I said, oh, well, that's, that's not uh, confusing. I can do that. And, uh, and, and Lewis's music is similar. It's, it has almost like a, a Baroque kind of clarity and balance. Um, every note has its place. Everything makes sense. Um, so I think about him a lot, you know, especially the world's chaos. So I love uh, <laughs> listening to Mr. Smith and thinking about him and uh, 
you know, musically what he brings and personally too. Donald Walden was uh, similarly grounded in kind of, you know, swing and bebop. But the thing that was really hip about him is he was super hip. He was always interested and aware of uh, the younger musicians on the scene. And he really encouraged us to not rely on kind of hackneyed musical devices or cliches. Um, he always wanted us to search for something a little bit surprising. Um, he was very direct, funny, uh, kind of, you know, rapier wit kind of guy. Right on. So talk to me a little bit about your childhood. Where were you uh, born and raised and kind of how you got into jazz? Oh, yeah. Well, I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, which was a great place to grow up. Uh, it's about 30 miles west of Detroit, and there are, are a number of great musicians who live right there in the Ann Arbor area as well. So I kind of grew up in the jazz clubs, and I didn't start playing uh, very young. I was kind of late to it and a little slow learner when I started, but I just really got into it. I started playing guitar when I was 13 and immediately fell in love with it. Uh, there was a, a wonderful guy in, in town who owned a guitar store, Steve Osborne, and you know he saw that I really wanted to do this, so he actually hired me to work at the store. I was just like sweeping, sweeping up the floor and helping with odds and ends, and you know keeping my ears open. So I didn't really have any particular musical direction. I was just interested in anything guitar, you know. So you'd have like the the long haired you know, metal guys coming in and I'd be checking out what they're doing. And then you'd have the, you know, the classical guys coming in. I'd check them out, you know, and uh, everything, you know, I just was interested in the instrument. Uh, and then I was lucky that I had a, I had a friend who played saxophone and he said, Hey, you know, check this out. And he had some Charlie Parker records and uh, I listened to that and that just immediately changed my whole world. And I knew that that was what I wanted to do. It was uh like a spotlight shining down or something it was uh it was just what I've been looking for. It had everything that I wanted. You know, one person that you have had the chance to tour with and be around is Freddie Cole and I've interviewed him and he just seems like he would have been a wondrous person to be around to learn from. No one has influenced me more than Freddie Cole. Uh he's like a, a another family member to me. I was in his band for thirteen years. Um, you know, I still talk every couple of days and, uh, you know, we played over a thousand gigs together and, uh, Freddie is, I mean, has influenced me personally and musically so much. He's such a relaxed person. He's so comfortable with himself. Um, you know, and I tend to be kind of hyper detail oriented and intense and high strung and, uh, he really had a super mellowing influence on me. Um, and, it, you know, it affects the music. Freddie is patient. Uh, he's patient with people. It's very hard to get him bent out of shape or upset with someone. Uh, and he's patient with the music. He really takes his time in how he feels. Um, you know, of course, musical specifics. I mean, he exposed me to just thousands of great songs. Um, and kind of by osmosis, 
getting to be around his phrasing and his, his groove night after night. There's almost no way to learn that kind of stuff except getting to play with someone who can really do it. So that's an education that you can't buy. And, uh, you know, I'll spend my whole life trying to be like that, but I'm aware of it. Um, it's just not something that you find every day the way he sings in the in the cracks of the time. It's the highest level, most sophisticated interpretation of, of rhythm there is, somebody like that. So um, Freddie's an inspiration to me. He has an incredible work ethic. Uh, he's just a tank. I mean, we did really hard tours, you know, when he was in his 70s and 80s, and uh, Freddie would lead the charge, you know. Uh, one time, we, you know, we had to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning or something for the fourth or fifth morning row, you know, we were doing one-nighters, and we were all just destroyed and complaining, and, uh, you know, he kind of chuckled, and he said to me, he said, well, you said you wanted to be in show business. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well, speaking of show business, along with all of the performances that you've been through, you've been on TV, and you've done shows like that, is that, like, you know, like the Day Show or the Letterman Show or the Tonight Show, is that kind of an nerve-wracking thing, or do you view it as something that's vaulting you to a higher level of audience viewership? Definitely both, both of those things. I mean, favorite kind of gigs are where you can play three sets and the audience is right there, and you can, you know, kind of relax and make a connection and take some chances. Uh, TV shows, you know, they point to you and you've got to play, and it's got to be two minutes and 32 seconds, and... Uh, yeah, there is there is a little bit more scrutiny, but I try to just you know have fun and turn it on uh, like you would any other time. Um, and I'm definitely grateful for those kind of opportunities. I'm actually doing one tomorrow morning here in uh, Detroit. You know, it's important, and anything anything lets us kind of connect to people and hopefully get people out to the gig. Lets us keep on doing what we're doing. So yeah, it's wonderful when the media kind of includes. Uh, some jazz as part of what they're doing. Right on. So you've also had the chance to play with Monty Alexander, Jared Gold. There's been some big names. What have you learned, even Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks, what have you learned from being around big shots in the jazz world? What have they given you? Oh, well, everyone is, is different. Uh, Monty is such a ebullient personality. He just uh, lights up the room. And again, he plays like that too. It's just, it's just so happy and high energy. Um, he knows, you know, a billion songs and has rapid fire creativity. Um, you know, I've, I've played with him sporadically, maybe, you know, a couple times a year or something. Uh, I've never been in his band, but he's one of my heroes. So, you know, getting to hear him is always inspiring and, um, and Jared and I, you know, we had a band together for a number of years when I first moved to New York. Um, you know, we're peers, so that's a a very different kind of relationship. You know, and he's a he's a totally brilliant guy, and I love him. And uh, you know, we kind of got to along with uh, Quincy Davis, great drummer. You know, the three of us we used to get together. Quincy had this little uh, drum studio that was next to a candy shop, so we'd get together every week and we'd you know, practice together and try out new arrangements and compositions and, you know, some of which were 
great and some of which were terrible, but it was kind of a process of working things out together. So those kind of relationships are, are super valuable to me. Um, yeah, and, you know, go eat candy afterwards because it was right there. So Nice. Nice. So five-plus albums, you've been all over the place. You've had quite a career. Are you happy with where you're at? I really am. I feel lucky to be playing, and and I really love teaching. And that was not something when I was younger I, I was thinking about or aspiring to do, but it is kind of the, the natural cycle. You want to work with younger people and, you know, let them know the stuff that you get from, from your teachers and try and keep it going. And, you know, I've got strong feelings about music and, you know, things that I want to hear happening on the bandstand. And it's, it's like beautiful to be able to kind of communicate that because sometimes I hear older musicians and they're, you know, kind of complaining about younger musicians like, Oh, you know, young cats, they don't have a sound or they don't know any tunes or this or that, you know, but my feeling is, you know, if that's your feeling, then mentor somebody and make sure that they have the, the things that you value. And, you know, obviously not everyone is going to step up to the plate and uh, receive that information, but a lot of them will. I mean, so I'm actually, I'm like really into the current generation. I think they're awesome. The, the youngsters coming up are really great. And I've been able to work and play with some really serious musicians who are, you know, in their late teens, early 20s and are going to keep it going strong. And then the performing thing is, is uh, wonderful and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to keep on hustling and I'm, I'm trying to, well, I have been, you know, for the last six months or so, almost exclusively just working with my own groups, which is a uh, major uh, business transition. It's been a lot of work and, you know, trying to uh, keep it going and move it to the next level. So I have to do some things that I don't like doing. There's a lot of emails and, you know, booking flights and making sure that we've got hotels and uh but uh one of my uh one of my guitar heroes russell malone he told me you can't have a dog without the fleas for sure what was one of the first live jazz shows you ever saw that really got you going well i can i can tell you one that that totally changed my life when i was 16 years old there was a club in ann arbor michigan called the bird of paradise and ray brown's trio came through it was uh, Ray and Benny Green and Jeff Hamilton, and uh, it was so exciting. I remember just like my my body was shaking. You know, I just I felt like uh, I don't know. It was it was like nothing I'd ever experienced, um, and and that uh, kind of sealed the deal in my mind. I said, "This is what I want to do," and specifically, you know, this kind of music and. I ended up getting a chance to tour with Jeff and, and also Benny uh, in their groups, and, and those were like two of my most valued experiences. Why do you love jazz? I mean, I think it the beautiful thing about it is it, it hits on every level for me. Like the, the first reason I love it is the emotional content, uh, the way it, it feels, you know. So from the bottom up, I love the... I love the groove and I love music that you can tap your foot to, you know, and beautiful melodies. But then I love that you can keep on finding something new in it. You know, I mean, there's records that I've listened to hundreds of times, you know, like the incredible jazz guitar of Wes Montgomery. And I listen to it for the, you know, 267th time. Here's, I hear a little nuance in Tommy Flanagan's accompaniment, you know, or, 
uh, Tootie Heath's left hand, you know, that I didn't notice. There's always layers. Um, so there's something to kind of engage your mind and, and hold your interest over the long term with the best kind of music. And that it's a, a sponge. It absorbs uh, influences from all over the world and all cultures, um, which is, you know, kind of a metaphor for how I would like the world to be. Like we're, we're all open to each other and, uh, you know, having a conversation with each other and, uh, everyone can contribute. So, you know, I think there's something kind of beautiful about the music that's, that's very special. So finally, everything's going to come down to this. Everyone has a version or a perception of you, your family, your friends, your students, but you know yourself best. Who do you think you are? I guess, uh, you know, I'm a complicated person, probably like, like all of us. With music, I am kind of obsessive and uh, very intense. I'm silly, actually, more so than you would probably get from the interview, you know, because we're talking about uh, <laughs> stuff that is intense to me, but... Um, yeah. probably my sense of humor is right on the same level as my six-year-old son. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm pretty much what you see is what you get. I don't know. That's a, that's a, such a, such a broad, uh, question. I'm always trying to be better than I am. You know, I'm always trying to be, you know, more patient, more loving, exercise more, I'm trying to maintain organization and balance. That's a great answer, man. That, that's spot on. Randy, thank you for taking time out today to talk with me. I appreciate it. appreciate the music. Thank you so much. Thanks for, uh, for talking to me, and uh, keep on swinging. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in Detroit, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Randy for his time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Davino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.